So on this episode, we have the lovely Dr. Diana Clark, and you know I want to first say I appreciate the time you take to to be on the Land of My Bird podcast. And you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and let you, you know, tell the viewers, you know, a little about yourself and your background from in Jamaica, and you know about your life and what you do, and you know, um, you can start from wherever you feel comfortable to start, you know. So you can go ahead, Miss Doctor Clark. So first and foremost, let me take this opportunity to say thank you so very much to invite me on your um, podcast. I do feel honored to be mm-hmm. here and i want to thank you because what you're doing is extremely important for our young people especially our young people in jamaica to see to hear our success stories and to know that you know we were once in their positions mm-hmm. and because we were once there and we have used strategic tools to become successful. You know, when I say successful is not lightly, it is measured. So whatever our success story is, it took a process. Mm-hmm. And it is very important to know that regardless of their situations today, regardless of their difficulties, regardless of what they think that they may not have in the moment, you and I were once there. And you and I have found ways, we have set goals, and we have continuously worked to achieve those goals to move beyond the lack of and to create wealth for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So true. Yes. So I was born and raised in Jamaica. I've left Jamaica over 30 years now. And I do frequent visit. And um I wasn't raised in a very wealthy, financially wealthy family. And I have to say financially wealthy family because a lot of the times we think it's only financial wealth, but there are other wealth outside of financial wealth. And so raising up as a young woman in Jamaica, I was raised by my grandparents, both my grandparents until about 10 years old, my grandfather passed away. And so it was now my grandmother raising a host of grandchildren. It wasn't just me. It was my other siblings and cousins. And, you know, those were the great times. Um, as, I, as I stated before, it wasn't financially wealthy, but she did the best that she could to ensure that we had at least the foundation 
the foundational education. And back then we would say, okay, we were poor. We didn't have a lot of things that there is today. However, as I sat today and sometimes I reminisced on life, those are the qualities of life and the lack of and the setback is what paved our way to become successful men and women. Because we decided to break that. We decided to become more educated. And as I speak about educated, I'm not only referring to formal education because we can educate ourselves outside of formal education. Okay. And so my, my passion is to work with young people. And I, um, my passion is to work with young people, specifically with our young ladies. And you may ask why young ladies. Mm-hmm. I can relate to them more. Based and on so, your experiences? Based on my experiences, I can relate to them more. And I've been working in the juvenile justice field for over 23 years. That is my passion, working in the juvenile justice field with our troubled or with our delinquent um, juveniles. And so in ways that I, can exp- that I can relate to them is some of their traumatic experiences that contributed to their delinquent act, I have experienced some of those dramatic events. Mm -hmm. And if you look at research, research will tell you that if you have one respecter, you're highly likely to become involved in the juvenile justice slash criminal justice system. And what are some of the respecters? Some of the respecters that are um, commonly measured or one, being raised in a single-parent household. And when we say single-parent household, usually it's referred to a single-mother household. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, Lloyd, you have heard that. Mm-hmm. Two, is being raised in a, family, in a family unit where it is dysfunctional. And dysfunctional could be in an entire episode by itself to explain dysfunctional. But being mm-hmm. raised in a traditional um, household, you have another one: low performance, low academic performance in school. You know, being involved in substance abuse early, mm-hmm. and even getting into the criminal justice, juvenile justice system early. So, if you have one, and, and those are only a few that I've listed. So, research has shown that if you have one of those, you are highly likely to become involved. And so as I sat back, the reason why my passion is with our juveniles is because of those that I've named, I have experienced some of those. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before, there was, not, there was no father in my life. And so that is one of the biggest risk factor to become involved in the criminal justice system. So when I work with these young people, my goal is to be as transparent as possible with them. Mm-hmm. And so that that is one of the common um that is one of the common mistakes I think we as professional make 
we are not transparent. And I'm not saying to tell them your entire history, but be as transparent as you can to say, I understand what you're going through. Relatable. Mm -hmm. Right. I've been there. And since I've been there and this is what I have done, maybe you can try my tools that I've used. Maybe you can try my resources. And so I also look back on if you study person-centered theory. One of the greatest things that resonates with me is that we all have the full potential to grow and achieve. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons why that's not actualized is because we don't have the support. Mm -hmm. so true. And so our job as professional is to support them, to help them identify their full potentials. And the more I work with these young ladies, the more I can see myself, my younger self, in some of them. Mm -hmm. And the more I'm motivated to assist them beyond their difficulties, beyond their challenges, to assist them to see life from a different perspective. Because the truth of the matter is, most of them have gotten to the place where they have lost confidence in self, where they have lost their self-esteem. And I want to say it's um, Marcus Mosiah Garvey who said, a man without self-confidence have twice have lost the race of life in this journey. And that's not quote for quote. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know that quote. No, and, I'm not sure I need to yeah. get my... Yes. And, and, and so one of the things I do teach my young men that I work with is to have confidence in self. Because if you lost the confidence in self, you are twice as defeated in this race called life. Mm -hmm. That is. Yes. And, and, and so it is our responsibility. Another thing that I do is I. Based on my past experiences, my hurts, my self-doubts, my low self-esteem, and I could name it. Based on those factors, myself becoming, a, um, being raised, not even in a single parent home, but in a, with my grandparents. Mm -hmm. Becoming a single mother. And with all those risks. Together, I form a nonprofit organization, Move Beyond. And with this nonprofit organization, Move Beyond really sounds so cut and dry. But when mm -hmm. you ask Move Beyond, what is Move Beyond? You as an individual has to know what exactly you want to move beyond from. Mm -hmm. What is doubt? What is it that hindering you from becoming the best version of yourself? And so with that, we target the less fortunate, those who with low academic achievement, those who are just left behind. Because what we mm -hmm. see in today is even with our students and 
We are not saying not to reward those, right, who have put their best effort out there and earned those scholarships. But what about those who are performing below academic level? Mm -hmm. Do we leave them behind because they do not have the GPA to go on a college tour? No, those are the ones that my nonprofit really target. Because mm -hmm. the truth is, you and I, we don't know why they're performing below average. Mm -hmm. We don't know why they're misbehaving in school. We have not seen the root of the issue. What we are seeing is just the surface. So if we take mm -hmm. time to meet with them, have a motivational interview, because, you know, when you do a motivational interview, they're not even aware that you're collecting data. We're just sitting there having a conversation. Mm -hmm. Then once we have conducted that motivational interview, majority of the time, we can get to the root of the issue. Once we get to the root of the issue, then we're able, we're better able to provide assistance. So let me ask you this. With your foundation, have you ever considered um, expanding it to Jamaica? I have definitely mm -hmm. considered expanding, going to Jamaica to do a motivational summit at mm -hmm. my all-age school. At your all-age school. Because with my nonprofit, our biggest mm -hmm. event is career summit, motivational summits, whether it be career mm -hmm. summit, educational summit or even Mental Health Awareness Summit. Mm -hmm. And so we bring the resources into our community. Mm -hmm. Our young people who most of them do not have the resources or lack or really do like a way to get the, in getting those resources. Yeah. You have family members who doesn't have transportation. And like I said, they're, these um, population, our at-risk young people, are always left behind. Behind, yeah. And that is that is that is one of the things you know what that I want to because I, I, oftentimes I'm here in America and we hear all of the the statistics and you know yeah. you know who, who, who is you know the, the life of so many kids and everything going bad and these statistics and. You know, looking in America with so many stuff in abundance and the struggles these, you know, people here are going through it. Often time have me reflecting back on Jamaica and knowing so we don't have half those kind of resources. So we're probably going through ten times yeah. these kind of challenges than mm -hmm. than anyone else because as you know, Jamaica still know all of the resources and you know that is why one of the reasons we find it important for you know a professional as as you here mm -hmm. that have been trained you know in 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 a high level you know those kind of skills would be valuable to us and back home and and to be able to to navigate um help you know kids in Jamaica navigate through what they're going through as well and mm -hmm. you know what kind of, what, what you ever you ever think about what that level of trauma, that level, that higher level of trauma, higher level of obstacles, you know, you know, people um, in Jamaica go through and, and, you know, wonder how it affects them. Because we tend to think a lot and, 
how does it affect them? Seeing here it's so easier and Jamaica is so challenging. Like you ever wonder like how much it really had damaged a lot of young young kids back home? Yes, and let me say this. And I know this was way back in mm-hmm. the 70s when I was born and been raised. I just told my age. But anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was way back when. One of the things, <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things is generational. Additional. Mm-hmm. We don't speak about the traumatic events that we are experiencing in our homes or within the community. It could Mm -hmm. be anything from physical abuse. It could be sexual abuse, right? And those are the two of the main two that we never speak about because what happened at home stays at home. And that's why, Mm -hmm. and that's why we see so many of us young people, we either become so hopeless. Because we are living, what we say, we're living a total facade, right? And we are so stressed by our traumatic events, but we cannot talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. Now, over the years, I'm hoping things have changed where young people can turn to their guardians or to, you know, it takes a village to raise children mm-hmm. hoping they can turn to one of the adults in the village and say listen please listen to me listen to me non-judgmentally listen mm-hmm. to me without throwing the blame back on me just listen yeah. for a moment and I'm hoping a lot of us are getting to the point where we are listening to our children True. yeah and, and, and so we, and I'll go back to say we can have a young person in school, right? And all they do is go to school because it is you have to go to school. It, it is required, but you go to school and you're not performing to the level of your ability. Mm-hmm. And usually, what happened then? Usually, you get home with a C or a failing grade, number one, <laughs> and, and I'm talking about back then, number one, mm-hmm. teacher punish you or beat your butt in school, right? For not passing. You get home and it's the same thing, but who took the time to say, listen, why are you not paying attention in school? What is so difficult? How can I help you? Simple question. And that's a, that's 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 like a a, a good approach. Parents mm-hmm. um, back home can can try to to more connect and try to find out what is is the issue with their kids, and that's mm-hmm. by communicating with them and asking these right questions. Simple question. Mm-hmm. Come here, Lisa. How can I help you? Your grades are not where I think they should be because I know you're pretty smart. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Talk to me. How may I help you? Help me help you because if you don't let me know what's going on, there's no way I can help you. That's true, but you know one of the one of the difficult thing is because in a, in a Jamaica it's like 
there's 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 a lot of a lot of um strong figures you mm-hmm. know um one of the things uh, we noticed when i went back home in um last year is like especially cuz me believe a lot majority of jamaica problem lies in a the 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 the, the, the poor areas the ghetto the inner cities mm-hmm. the garrison them you know these kind of places and these places it 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 lack a lot of 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 figures and strong figures and um influential figures because even with the violence it creates so much fatherless youth right it is is like a like a it's 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 at a point where it's it's at a dangerous level where so much youths don't have a father not because of uh, them abandon them youth it's because them them they're dying mm-hmm. and one of the things when we realize with 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 gangs and violence is it 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 offer this sense of community this sense of belonging and these are the kind of influences that or the younger youth them are rely on so there's a there's a lot of dysfunctional stuff happening and there's a lot of ways where these 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 young persons coming up now might not know how to express themselves like that or how even react to that kind of approach and yeah. that's one of the things where we are hope we, we can learn how we, we approach that with a child where might not necessarily know how to respond to you being that kind of you know attentive and asking these kind of questions we maybe that would have make them feel weird because they're not used to express themselves like that what do you think and that's very true but then as you and i we have to hold ourselves accountable it's now our responsibility and so mm-hmm. as i mentioned before you and i have and I'm not going to say overcome because we're still overcoming. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You and I now, are, we're more educated. We're more knowledgeable. So now here we are. We have to take it back, as you asked before. Have I ever thought about taking this service to my back in Jamaica? Mm-hmm. We have to take it back to our communities. We mm-hmm. have to. We have to meet with parents. And that's one of the things that I wish we could do on a um on a whole, and I wish that our parents would be receptive. Mm-hmm. So if you go back to your area, Lloyd, and said, you know, it is too much violent, too much crime here. There's still there's still a certain percentage of young men and young women who we can attempt to save, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use the word attempt, who we can attempt to save, to show them a better perspective, to take a better path in life. Mm-hmm. You can meet with parents and parents be so um, receptive instead of saying, so what? Are you saying I'm a bad parent? And that's, that is some of the um, potholes that we actually, actually um, experience. When you're bringing mm-hmm. the resources in, and it's not only in Jamaica, it's everywhere, it's here too. Mm-hmm. When you're bringing the resources in that you think can be beneficial to that family unit to save our young people within that family, sometimes mm-hmm. we become very offensive. Mm-hmm. 
what are you saying? I can't, I'm not raising my children, right? Mm -hmm. What are you saying? Are, are you calling me dumb? Instead of mm -hmm. saying, okay, you're here to help. This is the area in which I would need some assistance. And when I say assistant, it doesn't always mean money. Mm -hmm. We are talking about giving tools, coping mechanism. I worked with one parent and she was so very receptive. Everything happened at home. She would call law enforcement officers because she just didn't know how to deal with her children. Mm -hmm. And one day I said to her, Ma'am, maybe, have you thought about other ways to cope instead of calling law enforcement officers? Because when we call law enforcement officers and our young teenagers, and I'm, I'm not saying that there are times when we shouldn't call them, but when we call them for something so minute, what are we doing? We are just investing them into the system. We are putting them further and further into the system. Mm -hmm. so would you mind if we work together on how to cope with the behavior? And, you know, she said, I don't mind. I need some help because da-da-da, right? Mm -hmm. And I would talk to her once a week. And believe it or not, she she never call another law enforcement officer on her boys. Cool, man. So that means so we can get you on another episode to yes. teach some parenting skills to people and things. Because that, that believe it or not, we need, these are the kind of information we need you know, and hopefully the people them can can receive it and, and actually implement it and, and give back feedback and oh, you know, your advice help them as well, you know. But that's 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 wonderful. Like that, the kind and, of and you know, like I said, working in the juvenile justice field, I've learned a lot. Mm -hmm. And now carrying over, I'm still in the juvenile justice field, but I'm working with the mental health, the mentally challenged. Mm -hmm. So then, and that's I'm, another big topic in Jamaica. A lot of them. There's a lot of mental challenges going on back there as well. A whole lot. And like, and, and so. I have to constantly educate myself mm -hmm. in therapeutic theories and tools and everything to exercise on them or to apply day on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And very simple. One of the things that I've learned and, it, you know, I'm not downplaying any one parenting role, but our children today are so different. Yep, very. And I'll tell everybody, the way I was raised, I start started out raising my children just the same way. But as I become a little bit more knowledgeable, sometimes, you know, some of the values are still there, but sometimes I do have to take other measures. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things, when you sit down and you listen to I guarantee you, if you interview 20 juvenile delinquents, they will tell you, don't nobody, and I'm going to just talk the way they talk. Don't nobody care for me. Don't nobody care about me. Right? And it's not that parents don't care. It's not that we don't care. We just don't say it. Mm 
Why don't we say it? Because that's what we know, right? Mm -hmm. We don't validate our children at all. And I've done that. I'm guilty. Mm -hmm. I was one such parent where if my children didn't make a straight A, you know, as a Jamaican parent, you can mm -hmm. only, right? And if my mm -hmm. children made a very low A, 92, 93, I still wouldn't be satisfied. Wow. <laughs> and if they made, yes. And if they made a 98, I still would not be satisfied because I was looking for the perfection of the 100. Mm -hmm. But at the point when they make the 92, 93 on up, validate them. Let them know how proud you are of them. And even for those who miss their mistakes, getting in trouble, we shouldn't turn our backs on them. And that is where sometimes we make mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. And I forever say, I'm not condoning your problem. I'm not condoning the fact that you are stepping outside of the values and standard that I've taught you. Mm -hmm. But as a parent, I know if I turn my back on my children, I'm sending them to the streets. And that yeah. is one of the reasons why we have so many of our young people in gangs or want to be gangs. Mm -hmm. Because the gang is there readily, openly to accept them. And that and that is that is that is so true. That is so yes. true in a in a in a in a America, in a Jamaica, wherever right. it is in this world, that is so true. But you know what I want to do again is, is thank you. Dr. Mm -hmm. Diana Clark for, you know, taking the time out to share some of your wisdom with us. And as I said, I would love to we, we talk about specific topics and what kind of advice you have for the parents, you know, what kind of advice you have about mental health, you know, these kind of topics. Um, You know, right now, how I normally try to finish off the program and stuff is to ask, you know, like, what, what, would, what would be three advice you'd want to end the program with for our people today? So the first advice to be validate yourself. Mm -hmm. Be your authentic self. Right? Never strive to become another person. We can idolize people, but we should never thrive to become another person because we're gonna we'll spend the rest of our lives trying to walk in a shoe that we can never fit. Mm -hmm. Powerful. And when we do that, then we lose who we are we lose sight of ourselves mm -hmm. and definitely lose our purpose and our destiny True. and then my own philosophy is never use the lack of what we didn't have or what we don't have to be a crutch to cripple us moving forward instead use that as a motivation to improve ourselves I like that and to improve the upcoming generation, our children. And mm -hmm. that's so simple. We didn't have it, so now we're going to set goals and work hard to achieve those goals because everyone has the full potential. Mm -hmm. Everyone has the full potential 
and the change that we all seek, it is within us. All we need to do is to actualize it. Want to hear that? Just wanted to hear that. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, what's the other advice? Oh, that was the oh, that was the three. I'll be there called right. <laughs> that was the three. That was the three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know but you know, it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It's definitely okay, guys, to ask for help. If you don't ask, sometimes we don't know to give a lending hand. Mm-hmm. Because we all need emotional support. There you go. There you yeah, go. we all need emotional support. There and if you, you don't it. ask, we won't be able to give a lending hand. Dr. Diana Clark, I want to thank you again for joining us on my podcast, The Land of My Birth. And as I said, I'm looking forward to have you, you know, share your wisdom on many other episodes. And, you know, um, it's just, it's just, it's just a drive for me to know that, you know, me I make all of this possible and we can, you know, have the privilege to even know your fear, come and share your knowledge and stuff, you know. So it's a drive. Um, looking to, we talk some more, you know. So until then, be safe, you know. What yes. I mean? And guys, make sure to make sure to take, you know, a lot of notes and try to implement some of the stuff she talk about to make our lives, you know, do small improvements, 1% at a time, mm-hmm. you know. So um, thank you again, Dr. Diana Clark. This is the land of my birth, and I'm Juna Garrison. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have a good one. And may mm-hmm. I say one more thing? Yes, go ahead. So, I always like to use a scripture from the Bible. And if you read my book, you'll see that scripture. Mm-hmm. And it, it's in Luke, I think Luke 22, 22 or 32. It said, when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. So when you have overcome your obstacles, support your brothers. Each Thank one support another one. Real talk, real talk. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Diana Clark. You're welcome. All right. All right, guys, we'll see you again next week. All right, take care. Adios. Adios, amigo. Yeah, I'm born poor and it's so sad. Had to learn to be a man without a proper dad. Mama always try her best with whatever she have. She really never want on her way bad. This messing up me head, this really hit me met. The whole of man them teach, we say they had a side for death So we give them copper lead, so much blood we shed But now me looking back, we've been only killing ourselves This no normal, no not this no normal, no, no We did so good when we in a school And now I'm here cause you're funeral No not this no normal no, no. So much gun we have a shoot. I kill love promising get on you.